0: Hey there, I'm Christine. And I'm Stephanie. And welcome to the Incremental Steps podcast. We're a couple of smart, curious women trying to strike a balance between career, family, and self-care while striving to leave the planet better off than the way we found it.
1: We're learning that we can't do it alone, like most things. We need each other, all of us. So every couple of weeks, we're going to check in for support in these difficult times and challenge each other to find new ways to leave a lighter footprint.
0: Christine. Hey, Stephanie. (laughs) You (laughs) love that (laughs) countdown. Yeah, that was great. Um, How are you doing?
1: I am doing pretty well, my friends. It has been a gorgeous uh, weekend here in Georgia, and I feel like my spirit is a little bit renewed from being out in uh, nature this weekend.
0: Same. It has really been beautiful. It's been a really nice day to just be in, even if being out in nature just means being in your own yard.
1: With a, uh, it does on, feel with a mask on for me not because of physical oh, of the pollen. because of the pollen has been trying to kill me this season so it was worth it though
0: so why don't we start off by talking about um who we are and and what this podcast is because we were we were actually just guesting on another podcast and we've gotten some feedback recently um that we haven't really shared that in a while and we should probably do that because i think that was like 13 episodes ago and we can't assume everybody's heard that. So um, I'll start. I'm Stephanie and um, my day job is marketing and administration, but uh, the way that we connect together is that I'm also a certified meditation instructor and herbalist and a community organizer. And uh, what I do right now is I'm the president of the local chapter of the League of Women Voters and um, where we overlap is in that desire to bring women together and have community. And so we have, um, we like to do retreats together, we like to do workshops. So tell everybody about you, Christine.
1: Oh, yeah, I love that introduction of yourself, Stephanie. I could add a few things about your awesomeness too. Oh, um, that's very sweet. So I'm Christine Gautreaux. Um My background is as a master level social worker I am a certified interplay leader, which uses movement and storytelling and voice. I'm an artist and a community activist. And I am, you know, I was thinking the word, we've gone back and forth about this a couple of times, but you know, I'm a retreat leader, I'm a speaker and an author. I'm, I'm, I'm really big into self-care. Um, I co-authored a book called Still Point, uh, a self-care playbook for caregivers to find ease and time to breathe and reclaim joy. I am, you know, I got my fingers in way
0: too many pies. I was going to say, this isn't a resume, it's an introduction.
1: Right? And I was trying to be brief here, right? But um, Stephanie and I connected, and I think we talked about this on the very first podcast, which is currently not uploaded to the Anchor platform because we started on another platform. But we connected. I want, Kim, are you okay for me to tell our origin story? go ahead. So we both have kids in uh, the Duluth school system in Gwinnett County. And I kept hearing, well, no, she, you kept hearing about me and I kept seeing in carpool line, this uh, really cool sign on the, on your car that said divine time retreats. And I was also a retreat leader and doing coaching and, and all this. And so I'm an extrovert and I jumped out of my car Line one day and went, ran it up and knocked on your door and said, Hey, we need to know each other. (laughs) Do you remember (laughs) that?
0: I, of course, I remember that you accosted (laughs) me in the the carpool line, but I'm pretty sure I was like, Aren't you Christine? Right? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, we had been hearing about each other for a while and how we should meet and be friends, and right, and that um, was so so. true.
1: Whoever kept saying that, and so uh, then I remember really having a good conversation with you at uh, a theater banquet. One night That's right. and your sense of humor and just was cracking me up and then we did a couple of retreats together and just realized we had a lot of overlap and a lot of fun and one of the places where we overlap is our love for mother earth and nature and making a difference and really we were having these discussions back and forth about what do we do how do we make a difference and and we kept talking about incremental steps like, what can we do to make a difference on this planet? And especially, we were talking in regards to our kids and the legacy we're going to leave. Because I have right. an 18 and a 22 year old, and your kids are
0: Eight. 18 and 20. Yes, 18 and 20. That crazy. crazy <laughs> man. My mom. I know. Said that, they're not in middle school anymore. Right?
1: My <laughs> mom always said that time sped up as you got older. And boy, it just. True doesn't that sound like the truth it's like whoa so yeah so this is why we do what we do plus just to be really honest our schedules are so busy if we don't schedule time to record this podcast we don't see each other and that
0: would be a shame so (laughs) although I don't know about you but I'm really kind of I'm starting to pine for a retreat (sighs) oh I mean, I don't know if it's because of all the social isolation or what, but I would love to just spend a weekend somewhere when we can do that. Maybe we should do that again. We're way
1: overdue. I mean, our last one was combining herbalism and self-care and hiking and interplay, and it was really yummy. And so yeah. yes, we're way a overdue. really good time. We are way overdue. So let's do some, I could talk abouts about, about, okay, episode. let's do it. So I could talk about comes from a form in interplay, which is one of my modalities where you talk about what you could talk about, but you don't tell the whole story. And we'll dive into some of those stories
0: later. But, um,
1: so I could talk about us being guests on
0: Anna's, uh, trail Named podcast it's kind of low hanging fruit. Um, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that was actually, we've both done that uh, individually and now together. So that was fun. Um, okay. I could talk about, um, unemployment math, Mm. um, figuring out how much you can work before you, (laughs) I'm making more money now than I used to. So it's confusing. Wow. I could talk about world
1: labyrinth day and walk in my labyrinth this weekend. With Fun. thousands of people all over the world.
0: I love a labyrinth. Um, I could talk about remembering to harvest. Like, you can't enjoy the plants so much that you don't harvest them. Oh, I could talk about my little bean sprouts coming up. Oh, no. I know. My peas are going crazy. Um, I could talk about perfect weather. Mm.
1: I could talk about, wow. We're in May. How how the heck did that happen? Oh,
0: <laughs> you say it like that. <laughs> it's so shocking. I don't right. I don't know. It is May. What happened? <laughs> I don't know, a little. Um. That's okay, probably I, enough oh. to talk about. I could talk about all the things I can do now that I couldn't do because I worked for an auction house. Mmm.
1: Um, I could talk about all my workshops and uh, events moving to being online and that Zoom fatigue is real.
0: (laughs) I'm starting to learn that. Um, I could talk about inflatable hot tubs. I could sing the virtues.
1: I could talk about how much I love waterfalls and how much I am missing them right now.
0: All right. Well, that's a lot to talk about. I think we're pretty good. And yeah. I mean,
1: we probably didn't even cover everything we could talk about. It's been such a week.
0: Well, it has been. Fun. It's been a lot. So pick one of those and tell me a little more about it. Um, I'm going to pick an easy one. I'm going to go with um, inflatable hot tubs. Because <laughs> <laughs> we, we did that as a family project. We've had one for several years now um, because it's literally a tenth the price of a hot tub. Um, and usually we put it away at the end of the season and then we get it out
1: your sound went down for just a second, Stephanie. Oh, You can't hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but you all of a sudden cut out a little bit.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. No well, worries. Again, I'm firing my tech guy. <laughs> um, anyway, so it's usually a big fan. It's usually, it actually usually ends up being the tech guy who has to do all the work. But this year, we didn't take it down. This year, we kept it up all year. So all we had to do was clean it and rinse it out and fill it with water and it was it was so nice just as a as a family sort of team project to just get it all back together and ready to go and then we all got in even though it, it's really not big enough for four of us um and just enjoyed being in it and relaxing and it's just like it's a little vacation under the circumstances where we're social distancing and having to stay away from other people we're finding things to do around the house that are that are fun and that pass the time awesome
1: that is awesome i could talk about um world labyrinth day which as my sister snickered and said really there's a world Labyrinth day but yes there is it is uh saturday it is well it's not saturday duh it's may is it may 1st every year was that saturday's date
0: yeah uh no sorry it was the second
1: okay so it's may 2nd every year um <laughs> I can't keep track, man. This, this is messing, this pandemic is messing with my day and time ratio, but it is, um, same time every year. I'm usually walking with friends or opening up my labyrinth to have friends come over and walk. And this year that wasn't possible. Um, so we did it on Zoom, um, and it was fun. So what we did is, uh, a group that I camp with every year, three of us have labyrinths in our yards. We're very privileged about that. And so we did a Zoom meeting and invited other friends and we, at one o'clock, um, we walked our labyrinth. And so they have this practice where they do this every year where you're walking for peace and wellness. Um, Cause you know, that's what labyrinths are about. They're walking meditation. And um, they're one of the tools I use often. And it was just delightful to be outside and to be in community with other people, even though they were in different places all around the world. And um, so I was grateful for that.
0: How were you walking, were you walking with your phone?
1: Yep, I did it with my phone.
0: Okay. So some of the people
1: just set their phone down and they walked, I walked with my phone. So I hope I didn't give too many people motion sickness. (laughs)
0: Well, I hope not too, but that sounds really lovely. That sounds very nice.
1: It was nice to have that reminder for ceremony because, you know, I'm a huge ceremony girl and um, I've been missing a little of that too. So it it was nice to have a specific time to do that. And the that weather cooperated because cool. some years the weather doesn't cooperate. And it was gorgeous here in Georgia this week. It
0: has sincerely been really beautiful. Perfect weather, blue skies. Cool. Great temperature just really, really nice. It's really it was we did the campfire on Saturday night and roasted hot dogs again and just just being outside enjoying it is so nice. Nice.
1: Yeah. Um, The trees are thrilled and happy as our pollen count uh, Is at levels it has never been at which i did have to wear my i wore a mask i'm sure my neighbors were like christine you're taking this too far Um, but it wasn't about physical distancing it was about uh, so i could breathe because you know the last couple of weeks i would step outside to greet the morning which is one of my practices and i'd start sneezing and coughing even with allergy medicine so what I found is, with my allergy medicine and a mask on, I can be outside for longer stretches of time, which is nice. So,
0: when we're back where we can be in the same place again, we need to we need to work on that. There's got to be some some herbal work we can do around that. Oh yeah, I'm sure I'm toxic. And I'm
1: also sure that the stress levels are not helping. Like I'm I know that's sure right. All of that. Um, and I also know for my own body, um, when I walk, when I'm exercising more, my allergies don't flare up as bad. And I know I'm not doing a good job at that because I'm just not as good at walking on the treadmill as I am. And it's that catch 22 you get into, right?
0: I I find that just walking in general, like I'm making a point of doing it. I do it a couple times a day. But it's um I get winded more easily and I and I think all that's tied to stress and to um inflammation responses to all that stress and anxiety that's been going on and I think you just have to kind of be gentle with yourself on that too for a while until things settle down and are less crazy.
1: Yeah. Um and
0: it seems like we're amping up the crazy as we're deep, I I just right. I don't know. I don't know how to balance that right now. I'm doing the best I can. I guess right. we all <laughs> And that's all we can do, right? Is check in with ourselves and where are we
1: at the moment and, and what, you know, how are we in this, in the midst of this uncertainty and what can we do today? What can we do today? Speaking of today, I got more laundry detergent from Canada because I know we talked last week about me trying to figure out how to cancel that subscription and I still haven't figured that out. Okay. I feel like, do you know those cartoons? Where things just start overflowing. Like um Yeah. Or like Lucy and Ethel where things would overflow. And it's not coming that often. I think it's coming once a month. But I have more laundry detergent than I need. And I don't want to be a hoarder.
0: I do not want to and Joe's like, Oh, this package came in from Canada and I was like, Ah <laughs> I'll tell you what, um, I might be able to work a deal with you then because our dishwasher broke. So I'm, I just got a whole bunch of dish soap that I can't use.
1: Oh, I'll trade you. Absolutely. Let's do some trading. Yeah. Okay. And then you can try out these cool. Uh, yeah. Things.
0: I'm going to try these little sheets yeah. for, yeah. well, yeah. give them to the
1: tech guy. Right. Absolutely. I like it. So we um, had a few challenges. We were, we were talking about self-care last week again, and mm-hmm. kind of talking about maintaining. How'd you do this week?
0: Um I did much better this week. I did really try to be um uh intentional about setting a time to get up in the morning because it's so easy to just sleep late. And now that I don't have to get up at like five in the morning. I'm trying to kind of figure out where my new normal You're is. Sweet but, <clears throat> but um I walked almost every morning. Um I did stretching and sacred time almost every morning. Um And so I did feel like I was getting back into kind of a routine and it really did help feel less like you're in some kind of perpetual twilight vacation world. It it helped me feel grounded and centered and it was, it was a good, a good experience. So I don't know. How did, how did you do? Well,
1: when I was asking myself this question, in some ways I did really, I did great at work this week. So that's good and bad, right? Like I was on when I woke up and sometimes what happens, uh, I'll just confess, is sometimes I roll out of bed and I roll into my office and start working which is not like, it's fine for one or two days. Um, so I did that Monday and Tuesday and just knocked out that to-do list that was growing. And I felt really good about it. And then Wednesday, my body was like, oh, no, ma'am, like you have not stretched. You have not walked. You have, we're, not, we're not okay with this, right? <laughs> so I would say I would probably give myself a C minus on self-care this week, um, but an A on work. Um, doing a new festival um, for the Reimagine Life, uh, Loss and Love Festival, which is going on. It started May 1st and it's going through July. And um, I'm doing some new offerings there. So it's been kind of, it's time consuming, but fun and satisfying, if that makes
0: sense. So it does. And I can see why you would want to jump to doing that. Yeah, but yeah, I know. I, I got to practice what I preach. If you're and gonna I- call me an accountability partner, I'm going to hold you accountable. <laughs> I love that about you. Thank you, my friend.
1: <laughs> and the fact that we're talking once a week now, than, than uh every other week. Like, I got to get my stuff together. But you know, I'm. I fall down. I get back up. I fall I mean, down. Do I get it, back right up. It's
0: and but yeah, I. I don't know. I'm really going to have to budget my time in such a way that I don't allow myself to start looking at social media until after I've done the things for myself that I need to do, because that time just stretches out to infinity oh. and you look yeah, right up and now? It's noon.
1: Right. Well, I, that always gets me and I'm sure it will you too, with your new business. Um, because so much of it can be business overlap. Like I joined a new LinkedIn pod where I'm committed to, uh, supporting other people that are like-minded and, you know, giving them shout outs on their LinkedIn. Like it's part of a commitment that I made. Right. Mm-hmm. and So it's part of my quote unquote work and business, but boy, that's a slippery slope and rabbit Hill uh, when it comes to social media, like, cause I have to do all the platforms for my work and my business, but
0: then I got to get on and get off. Like, <laughs> so- yeah, I'm a, I'm about to be very deep into that world. I just got a whole bunch of um, job, um, options. So I've got to kind of figure out what I can, how I can budget my time to make them all work. So yeah, yeah, it's going to get very challenging. Um, so
1: that is something I will say, I think I did a good job of this week. I started writing down all my projects and p- assigning time to them. Um, which I often do after it's too late. Um, confessions of somebody who takes on too many projects, but um I think that it's a good thing to take a deep breath and write them down and especially because things changed right now. I don't know
0: how you move through time and space. I really don't like I (laughs) you're like what you haven't been doing this your whole life what? No. Mm. How do you know when how do you know when you have too many projects if you don't have a budget it?
1: Because my whole body starts going I start waking up nauseous, and I go, "Oh, why am I feeling this way?" And it's like, "Oh, because there's not enough hours in the day to accomplish everything."
0: <laughs> I'm trying to absorb this, and okay, I need to make sure I don't do this, but I like, like, literally can't. It's not your the thought of it gives me a panic no, attack. No.
1: This is confessions of somebody with ADD and ADHD. It's the way we live our lives.
0: It's, That's amazing. Yeah. I just yeah. I can't relate to it at all, but it's amazing. Right, and I've become more- and somebody. I have a good friend who was like so do you always have a shopping list when you go to the grocery store and I was like <laughs> it broke my brain I was like you go to the grocery store without a shopping list how do you know what you want well you I, go do, to the grocery store without- I do because I'll write
1: the list and then I'll lose it or forget well I yeah I but you it. have
0: one you know it you know what you're making you have some idea what you need yeah yeah oh my god you don't <laughs> <laughs> I Well, okay. This is probably not a good day
1: to talk about this because since this uh, pandemic and social distancing has started, I have not gone to the grocery store. Um, And we were having this whole conversation in my household because Joe, he's a a essential personnel. So he goes out and teaches people how to use installs, teaches people how to use and repairs the big scientific machines. Right. So Mm -hmm. he, he is out there. And so we made the decision as a family that it made sense to lower risk since somebody's already out there to not have more than, you know, we're just, we're just trying to limit our risk. Um, So I have not been to the grocery store. So I have been having to be a little more mindful about it because I, well, all right, full confession. Um, I (laughs) love Sunday brunches and I, I, I don't know. I just love Sunday brunch. Who doesn't love a Sunday brunch? Right. But I'm not organized enough. At least I haven't been until today, but after what happened today, I think I have to going forward, be organized enough to know ahead of time what I want for Sunday brunch.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> Cause I woke up this morning. I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's a lazy Sunday. Like let's, let's do a brunch. Um, This is how easily influenced I am. One of my friends, um, Diane, posted these beautiful cinnamon rolls on Facebook this morning. And I was like, oh, I think I've got almost all the ingredients for that. Let's make those for brunch. And then, uh, (laughs) but of course I'm gluten-free. So I get on into it and I don't have all the gluten-free flour. And I was asking my dear husband, you know, hey, because he was like, oh, I probably need to go to the store and get such and such. I'm like, well, would you pick up so-and-so for me? two hours later, I don't know, a couple of, like, yeah, let me tell you, my Sunday brunch happened at 1 or 1 30 this afternoon. <laughs> like,
0: Can I tell you a quick story about that kind of thing? Like, yeah. why, why Steve doesn't go to the grocery store? Yes. Uh, what, you know, we met, we were living in, in Prague, Czechoslovakia, and, um, on one of the first dates, it was, it was, I was dating him and my friend was dating his friend and we sent them to the store to get things and we were like, we're going to make you dinner. I just need you to pick up a head of lettuce and a cucumber. And they came back with no, it's a Hillis and zucchini. They came back with a cucumber and a cabbage. (laughs) And I was like, (laughs) so we had like, We had to we had we had um um yeah, so we had to figure it out on the fly what we were gonna do for dinner that night. But then like we came back to the United States and I understand it was in a different language. He's looking at a thing, he's not sure what it is, but it, he doesn't he can't read what it is. Okay. I sent him to a grocery store in America and he came back with a cabbage. And I was like, Okay, I'm <laughs> This is when you have a
1: garden that has lettuce in it that you can just walk out and pick now. Now I'm your origin story. That's right. That is exactly right. (laughs) That is awesome. That is a great story. (laughs) Yeah, it is. um, You know, we kind of hit a wall this weekend with a couple of different things. We've been doing pretty well, I would say, as a family who's, you know, spending a lot of time together right now. Um, I told somebody today, I feel guilty saying, it, especially for my friends who are living by themselves and really craving human interaction, Um, I feel guilty saying that what I'm really craving is um, some alone time because, you know, I am sheltering in place with a husband, an 18-year-old, a 22-year-old, three cats, Um, what else do we have, a turtle, a gecko, fish, like, you know, are you saying you sometimes find that overwhelming? Just a smidge and, um, (laughs) just a smidge. And also, you know, teaching these young adults, like good etiquette and community living, um, you know, how to be a good community person, even when you're under stress. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. so we hit a couple of those this week that we had to breathe through and, um, Yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't huge, but it was some of those moments that I'm like,
0: oh, okay, (laughs) you know? Yeah, we've sort of skated around a couple of those, I think. We haven't really faced them head on, but it's been, yeah, it's been fine. Well, I told
1: a couple of clients this week, you know, all the novelty and fun has worn off. I mean, that's just the reality. The novelty, the fun has worn off, most people who are switching their businesses online are switched, we are now in the grind of it mm-hmm. for people who are staying in the grind. Cause you know, here in Georgia, we've reopened a lot of things. And so some people are just like, you know, the back gates open and they're that crazy dog that just runs out all over the neighborhood and doesn't look for the car in the street. You like that analogy?
0: <laughs> well, I feel like we're about to have a bunch of
1: Right. Roadkill.
0: Roadkill.
1: <laughs> about to have a bunch of roadkill. <laughs> yeah, road um, yeah. Yeah. So it's it is. I think that's stress. That was a little stressful this week. um Oh, I did some activism this week. I did an incremental step this week that okay we can talk about on the podcast since we're putting these out here every week. So Gwinnett County, one of the largest counties in Georgia, they called their teachers back to work physically for the last five days of the school year.
0: Yeah, I don't understand this move at all.
1: Right? Um, well, I woke up to, I can't tell you how many texts from friends who are teachers saying, what do I do? They were stressed out. A lot of them are parenting full-time at home with young kids and their daycares aren't open or their kids can't go back to school. Um, you know, one of my friends is immunocompromised and, um, She has type one diabetes and, um, and has kidney stuff. And then she also, her daughter had childhood cancer. So she lives with somebody who's immunocompromised, right? And they're making them have the choice that they either show up or they have to go on family medical leave. And it's just maddening. So my incremental step, because my head about exploded and let me tell you why I'm not a teacher, but I am the daughter of two public school teachers that spent their whole career uh, being teachers. So I'm right. very familiar with the system. I'm also a, I've been a volunteer at the school system here in Gwinnett County for 24 years and 24. No, she's only 22. That's not possible. Okay. Wait, 18 years. <laughs> mom, yeah, meth. that tracks. quarantine mom. Meth. <laughs> so I've been heavily involved in the system and I not only have respect for these teachers, but they've become my friends. And um, it just seems like a needless thing. It seems needless. And so everybody's like, well, why are they doing that? Well, one of their justifications is because they need to clean their rooms and get personal items back to students. But Fulton County, they did it differently. Like they are giving their teachers that you sign up, there's only one or two people in the building at a time. If they need to do something like pack up their whole room because they're retiring or moving, They get, they're doing, they're pushing that out to June or July, right? Instead of saying you must be back right before school ends. And the other thing I just have to say to all my teacher friends that are listening and all their allies out there, you guys have rocked this last couple of weeks. I mean, we absolutely do something. It was almost impossible to go from, and trust me, I know because I went from teaching in person to online and I don't have, I don't have young adult students or kids. I have adult students and it's hard. It's hard to change your whole modality of how you do this. And they are lifting up, supporting, they are reaching out to our students. They are doing lessons online that they didn't have to do before. And my friend Liz said, um, we, what did she say? We created a new hashtag around this week off instead of a week at risk. Um, Because she was like, they deserve a week off. And I'm like, absolutely they do. So my incremental step, let me get back to what, what I did is um, I reached out to the school board. I wrote, I reached out to them via Facebook and I reached out with an email to them, um, letting them know that um, I was not in support of this decision and why and um, offering solutions for a different way. So, you know, it was a baby step, but I got a lot of feedback from my teacher friends that were like, thank you for saying something, thank you for standing up for us. So I don't know that it'll make a difference, but it made a difference to them. So I think that's another way we can have incremental steps where we show up, even if we can't physically be present, we can show up in different ways.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. I think it makes a difference. I think if they see, if they see a lot, of, if they know that the community's watching and that they care and they're paying attention, I think it's that you're more likely to get um, some kind of a change or intervention in that case. So, yeah, the, I mean, why not? Why not give it a shot? It's especially, it's very strange because it's the only. It's not like the whole state's doing that. It's the only school district that's doing that in the whole area and it's one of the most populous. So it just doesn't make any sense. sense. No, I mean, we're talking about hundreds of teachers being in the same building and they're talking about social distancing,
1: but you know, come on, it's gonna be a challenge. And a lot of our teachers are already at risk. Like they have have underlying health issues or they have, uh, or they're older. You know, a lot of our teachers are in the range so i don't know it just to me personally it seems like an unnecessary risk for asking these people who have already gone above and beyond and are not you know their paychecks not enough to
0: well i think it's important to notice too that there are going to be a lot of these little challenges that come up there's there's going to be a lot of impatience and a lot of um shortcuts to what we think of as normal Mm -hmm. and it's important to choose the right battles i think because some of them are worth fighting and some of them are personal choices and you know you're on your own but but if you're calling back an entire echelon of professional groups uh, then then yeah that there there needs to be a better justification for it than that
1: and i'm also a systems girl you know being a social worker and the whole thing about not giving consideration to like where their kids going because they're not allowed to bring their kids they're not so, allowed to bring their kids? Nope. They can't bring them with them? Nope, Mm-mm. they cannot. Well, what are they supposed
0: to do? Right?
1: I mean, we're putting them in, a, in an almost impossible situation, so. Well,
0: that's true of a lot of professionals, though. I mean, I've been wondering that all along. I've been wondering if you have school-aged kids and you're considered essential. If you're a nurse, yep. what, what, what's happening to your kids during the day?
1: Right? It's challenging family, a lot of times it's family members, or there are some daycares that are open, you know, um, but that's an extra expense for people who don't, when you think about nurses, I mean, it's an additional risk. It's an additional risk and it's an additional expense. So it's, it's complicated. It's not easy, Mm -hmm. but back to what you just said, I want to circle back around and say yes to is, you know, there's going to be a lot of this in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months, and I think it's really going to be important that we check in with ourselves. We check in with people we trust and we make a decision that is the best for us in that moment. Mm -hmm. And, um, Mm -hmm. and
0: I'm really big on and advocate for ourselves, advocate for
1: ourselves. Yes. And also not to jump to conclusions. Cause you know, I know a lot of friends that have had to go back to work, Uh, you know, they, whether it's because they have to put food on the table, they're essential, you know, I have to, I have to catch myself not to jump to a conclusion when I see somebody out and about driving about what are they doing, you know, (laughs) um, but really being kind to ourselves and others, but also using precautions and taking care. I mean, I was reading statistics today, y'all, this isn't going away for about 18 months to two years. It's really not going away until the vaccine. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Choose the hill you want to die on people. Right. Make sure you have a job to go to. (laughs) But even as you say that, like, I mean, that's what we're talking
1: about is life or death decisions right now. And one thing I, you know, I know we're, we probably want to wrap up before too long, but you know, one thing that was really evident this week to me on social media news was uh, the disparity um, between people of color and what's happening, especially here in Georgia And I was reading. So one of my friends, her 17-year-old niece, died of COVID, and Mm. um, she had attached with it um, some information. And it was this nurse talking about how the symptoms are different in Black communities, that it's looking a lot more like malaise, and it's looking—is that how you say that word?
0: Where you just kind of feel
1: generally feel yucky and unwell and um so what you would normally do for that is go lay down but what they're saying is that's a precursor to blood clots and that's what's causing the strokes so why so yeah and so so it goes back to that systemic racism where the fact that um you know because it's white dominated culture here in the united states those are the symptoms that are being talked about the most the shortness of breath, the, you know, things that are affecting the white culture more. Now they're starting to talk about it in different cultures, but what they, what I was really reading about this week is that's why it's disproportionately more people of color are dying than white people. And it's because the symptoms weren't, Uh one, one of the reasons is access to healthcare, but another reason is that the symptoms weren't being talked about as much. So, um, it's also exposure. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and having yeah, so absolutely. Um, but, but I mean, I think that those are things that we've got to talk about, you know, we've got to talk about is with our friends and our communities and, um, and take a step towards, you know, I wrote my legislatures about paying attention to this. There was a, I think a petition going on around it. And so I signed on to that and, you know, Uh, I know some of our representatives in Congress were calling attention to the disparities between different groups. So it was important.
0: Let's lighten the mood a little bit. What? (laughs) All right, everybody, (laughs) take a deep breath. Take a deep breath. Everybody breathe. Shake it out. We can't
1: solve it all at (laughs) once. I think it's good to bring awareness to it. But yeah, shake it out. And uh, all right, switch us.
0: So, we had a couple of uh, challenges that we needed to circle back to, things that had been going on for a while. So, I just wanted to give a report back on a couple of things. Um, one was that I had challenged to do a community resource list, yes, some kind of exchange. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, we had one going on in our neighborhood. Right. So, yeah. I did do that. It's pretty easy. I just made a Google Doc and then shared it on, like, next door and whatever. Um, I had all of five people sign up for it. So, whatever, but I did get a, I got a free uh, face mask because one lady was like, I make them and give them away for free. And I was like, I'll take one. Um, so that was nice. Um, and then also also I had said I was,
1: what? I was going to give a quick shout out. I think we had a lag in our, in our time. You said face mask and that triggered something for me. Can I give a, can I give a quick shout out? Sure. I want to give a quick shout out to Geek Space Gwinnett, my makerspace. I know I've talked about them before, um, but I was checking in with them today and they have made over 4,000 face shields using our um, laser cutter and uh, Gill at Edge of the Imagination. So they've done over 4,000 face shields for first responders um, in our community. And they've cut over 10,000 pieces of fabric to make masks so people can make masks for people. So That's I'm great. Give them a huge shout out because I'm so proud of them. So, all
0: right. Well done. Well done, Geek Space. Um, the other one, and can seem I don't think it out of sequence now, but um, I had said I was going to give up nail polish for Lent. Right. Right. I was so accountability buddy for most of the that. period of Lent. I haven't been around people. <laughs> so it's. Kind of non-eventful, but I had to say I kind of like it now. I don't have okay. nail polish; I've worn it in a long time, and I think I'll probably stay with that. I probably it's I might use the nail polish I already have because I already have it, yeah. but um, okay. but I, I think I can eliminate that from my life probably. Oh, you're thinking like never going back once you're done. Well, yeah, I mean that was the point of trying it for Lent was to see like, and it, I have to say there was a period of time where it was really hard. Where I was like, I don't get to express myself in any way. I can't dye my hair. I can't get a tattoo. I can't have any piercings. All I had was nail polish. But now I don't work where I worked anymore, so if I want to get purple hair, hair, I can do that. So I so want to do that. I I want some vivid hair now.
1: Uh, What color? I know that's a whole other
0: set of damaging chemicals, and I'm gonna have to think about how I do that. But um, what color are you thinking? Purple.
1: Oh, I love it.
0: You know, do you know my
1: story about purple hair? So my hairdresser is a friend, right? And I am, if I get into her chair twice a year, I'm, I'm doing good because I just don't think about it. And I don't, and I'm so frugal that I'm like, what? And she's really good. So I said one day, I really want purple hair. And she started laughing at me. And she goes, you cannot sit still long enough for me to get your hair to purple, and you're for sure not going to maintain it. So you need to go out and buy yourself a wig.
0: <laughs> and I've seen you in your purple wig. I like. And that. I have my I don't want wig that much purple. <laughs> um. Okay. So nail polish. Oh. Um. Do you have? So I was going to say any movement on the bidet, but that sounds gross. <laughs> We could go so many places with that. I have not
1: ordered one yet. Um, this week went by so fast. I was like, "How did, like when I said that, that I could talk about being May already, like this was a big week in my household. Um, you know, it was the traditional time to make college decisions. Um, we have not yet because her first choice moved that decision back to June and we are still probably going with that first choice. Um, But there was a lot around senior pictures, and so, nope, I put the bidet, I, I want to On the back burner? On the back burner. I was looking for a good B word. (laughs) (laughs) I moved
0: the, (laughs) that's right, you moved it to the back. I, I feel like this is, we should probably stop. Right, we're recording pretty late. I think we've, done, nice. we've, so, we've been um, as funny as we're going to be about we with that. Be, we may be devolving, so we don't want to. Do okay, that. so um, challenge for next week. So really, for me, it's going to be budgeting my time. Really, like I'm, I really need to take a cold, hard look at how I spend my day and what I think the projects are going to suck up in terms of time, and um, I need to start spending a lot more time marketing myself and figuring out how much time that takes and managing the social media and all that so i really need to get my head around scheduling so i'm going to do that cuz i will feel i will feel a lot less anxious and i will feel a lot happier myself if if that's under control i don't i don't know how to do we'll figure it out later right
1: Well, I did have is I love that you said that. Um, I did have an aha moment this last week. So I had finished up teaching um, a waking up white series, which is about, um, you know, dealing with racism. That's why I'm sure it's on my mind and talking about it today. Um, But I finished up leading that. And uh, we were talking about like, what are blocks? What are things that keep you from saying something or keep you from making forward movement. And I, I kind of want to say the same about like environmental stuff and about our incremental steps towards the planet. Right. And one of the things that came up for me and you're going to laugh because you're going to go, duh. Um, I was like, one of the things is my scheduling and my ADD because it's not that I don't want to do it, but if it is not on my calendar, it does not happen. I can so, that a, that, yeah, so that is a, yeah, have have that is an environmental step that I can do. Like, cause so I made the commitment to do my activism work and put that on the calendar. And I think that's one of my challenges is like, okay, so what's my 15 minutes of environmental activism that I want to do this week? You know, what, what, what is that? Is that, um, checking out what new and awesome, uh, climate leader, what they're doing and promoting them on our social media? Um, you know, is it planting a tree this week? What is it? So, um, so for me, my incremental step is going to be scheduling. The what is it?
0: <laughs> All right, so we're both going to be working on scheduling. I like it. Yeah, there's some symmetry. It makes sense. You know, one thing I oh, forgot I to tell them. you that
1: I want to tell you because uh, it was really fun and it is, uh, it brought me a lot of joy this week. Is my parents sent me a box of irises? From, and they know how much that I love trading plants with people that I love. So my mom was so cute. She bagged up the different colors and told me whose yard they came from in my neighborhood that I grew up I'll in. Oh, how fun. So, um, so I have like three or four people that I know and love. Their irises came to me because they were all thinning their iris beds and sharing with each other and my parents sent me a whole box. So, um Oh,
0: that's so cool.
1: It was, you know, it's about place-making. It's um we how we talked about last week and I read that poem about my nanny's iris my nanny's amaryllis bulbs. So now I have all these iris bulbs that came and it just made my heart smile this week. It was
0: you're going to have a little Gibbs garden going on in whoop, your whoop, yard. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> I have a little um I have a, a little meditation thing if we want to close with, a, uh, oh, um, that. yes. Please. Okay. It's very short and it's a, um, it's a variation of the loving kindness meditation, which is in several different forms. Um, but this one, I'm just, it's really been resonating with me lately. Just with all this going on, um, I find it very soothing and I can, I'll put it up on, um, our Facebook page. So it's helpful to be able to see it. Um, but it says, and you just, you just sit and kind of breathe and you just keep repeating this to yourself for as long as you're meditating, but you just breathe in and can you do it out and ground yourself, beat on the ground, say, may I be at peace? May my heart remain open. May I awaken to the light of my own true nature? May I be healed May I be a source of healing for all beings. Will you repeat that? Absolutely. May I be at peace. May my heart remain open. May I awaken to the light of my own true nature. May I be healed. May I be a source of healing for all beings.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Namaste everybody.
1: Hey my friend. Talk to you next week. I appreciate you.
0: I appreciate you too. All right. Bye. Bye. Woman feels her power when her voice is being heard. A woman feels her power when. Her voice this has been the Incremental Steps, 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 Steps podcast. Our theme music is a woman feels her power. Big thanks to Karen Drucker for letting us use it. Visit incrementalstepspodcast.com for all kinds of great information. We would love to hear from you.